This podcast is sponsored by QuickGrate. CECL compliance doesn't have to be complicated or costly. QuickRate has designed a CECL tool built on regulator guidance that makes compliance both practical and easy for credit unions. And just like all the other solutions QuickRate delivers, this time-saving tool is heavy on value and light on budgets. From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. With deadlines approaching and preparation to be done, CECL compliance needs to be top of mind for credit unions. However, credit unions might be concerned about the cost and complexity involved or have questions about how to get started. I'm Casey Mishlevy, Deputy Editor with CUNA News. In this episode of the CUNA News Podcast, I speak with Sean O'Brien, President of QuickRate. O'Brien provides guidance for keeping CECL compliance simple. He also shares tips for putting a plan in place and highlights how credit unions can use practical tools to streamline the process. Sean, CECL is on everybody's mind right now. We have a lot of key dates and tasks coming up related to CECL compliance. So I'd like to start by asking you to summarize the current timeline we're looking at for CECL and some of the details that are important to know about regarding CECL compliance right now. Sure. So, you know, it's been pushed back a couple of times, but all indications are we are going to move into transition. And so that will really take effect after January 1st of 2023. And for most credit unions, that will practically mean their first filing period at the end of the first quarter, you know, March 31st. So again, it's a technically applicable to any fiscal year starting after December 15th of this year, but for practical purposes, it's going to be the first quarter of 2023 for the credit unions. A lot of the credit unions I've talked to are not particularly looking forward to this because there's so much going on in the credit union space with the pandemic and the economy and everything related to that. Cecil is one of those things that I think a lot of people have felt like they had more time and now it's starting to creep up and there's the feeling of needing to address it finally at this point. From your perspective, what are some of the challenges that credit unions are dealing with right now as they start thinking about how they're going to work toward meeting these compliance requirements. There's a little bit of fatigue around with CECL too, that if you think about it, the standard was first introduced back in June of 2016. And then obviously with the pandemic and the pushbacks, it's dragging on. So we're going to be, you know, we're five years already talking about it. And so I think that fatigue has just weighed on it. And then frankly, the NCUA had been trying to find some kind of carve out for the credit unions and it really had been kind of quiet about the issue because they were working to try to push back or even just carve out the credit unions completely from having to comply with the standard. And so now that that seems clear that that's not going to happen other than for the smaller than $10 million credit unions, it's coming upon us. And so I think part of the fatigue, also it's some of the early discussions around what CECL was going to mean in terms of gathering information. And so there's really been a little bit of a sea change from when you think about when it was first introduced and there was a lot of focus on the loan level pools and doing loan level analysis. And there was this expectation that there was going to be an incredible amount of work needed to be done by each of the credit unions to satisfy the standard. And then you move fast forward to the pandemic and now all the relief that's been given 
And we've essentially, in some ways, in leading up to that, we really had a benign credit environment for a lot of the credit unions, meaning they weren't experiencing a lot of losses. And so I think the regulators started to realize that if you haven't had losses at your credit union, making them go back and look historically and do a lot of loan level analysis wasn't necessarily going to provide them with any better insight for the reserve, calculating the reserve. And so then they started to gravitate on what their expectations are going to be. And so it's been kind of dealing with some of the early theoretical expectations. And now what are the practical realities for the credit unions? And so now I think we've arrived at a point where for many of the credit unions who have been fortunate to have low loss experiences, their burden or their kind of methodologies that they're going to be allowed to utilize to satisfy CECL are going to be somewhat familiar to what they've been doing with the AFLL. And so I think if they haven't taken a fresh look or talked to some of the providers that are out there, they may find that what they really need to do isn't all that unattainable or going to be that challenging if they take some time to take a look at some of the solutions that are out there. And so that's what we've really been trying to counsel our credit unions on is there are practical ways to satisfy this standard without disrupting life at the credit union. And I think sometimes getting started is the hardest part or taking that first step. So how would you recommend credit unions start this process? What's the first thing that they should do? We think a couple of things, right? One, certainly reach out to their existing auditor with some suggestions. We have certainly been doing webinars and as have other providers to talk about not only the standard itself, but just solutions on how to assist the credit unions. Take tours of the various products that are out there. Again, there's a lot of variety in terms of the solutions that are out there, but there are very practical solutions given the size of the credit union. So one of the things is just kind of the self-assessment of the credit union as they look at their loan portfolio. If they have a traditional uh, consumer auto mortgage, you know, really kind of traditional type of loan portfolio, they don't need to saddle themselves with some kind of elaborate or really detailed process. So they can certainly reach out to people such as ourselves at QuickRate, and we can walk them through their data in a solution like ours and really point out the things that they need to be concerned about in terms of data gathering, uh, what the expectations are. In our case, we're going to walk them through to make sure they, they have a smooth transition in the process. But I think as they learn more, they'll find out that this can be really familiar to what they're doing today. And what are some of the other key details that credit unions should keep in mind? I'm thinking of maybe who at the credit union needs to be involved in this and how can you foster that collaboration between departments or between leaders at the credit union? Typically starts with the board, right? Because the board needs to have a comfort level as they do today with the ALLL. So they're going to need to have a familiarity and a comfort level with not only what their expectations for the reserve level within their credit union, but then secondly, how they go about implementing it. What we typically find with the credit unions, depending on the size, is certainly the the credit union manager or the CFO is going to take it. If it's a larger credit union, the the credit team may take it on. And then certainly there could be an element of IT because, again, some of the data that's involved, not as much today, but probably in the future, is going to involve the IT team. But typically, we start in our conversations you know, usually it's with the, the credit union manager uh, or the CFO. And then again, depending on the size of the credit union, then we may have a, a chief credit officer join that as well. In terms of the data, and again, this is part of that sea change where we've moved from the expectation that you only could utilize loan level information. Now the regulators have really kind of fostered the idea of using call report information. So in solutions such as ours, we use and we've already aggregated up a lot of the information on behalf of the credit union 
from their historical call reports. So again, that takes a huge burden off of the credit union. And it also gives them at the same time, good, consistent historical information by loan pool, which is one of the tenets of the new Cecil standard. So there's a lot that can be done on, their, on behalf of the credit union. And so then when we actually talk to them, we try to get information just more specifically about their loan portfolio. And in our case, our solution from a weighted average remaining maturity point of view, we just need just a few fields of information from the credit union to help calculate that. And then they're off and running. And so, again, we can really take some of the mystery and some of the anxiety out of the process. I'd like to continue talking about tools and resources because... I think for some credit unions, it would be helpful to know what characteristics or features to look for in the tools that they're considering. So what are some things that you would suggest that they keep top of mind as they're researching what's out there? So I think first and foremost, again, there's links on the NCUA site. There's links on our site where we've just chronicled some of the expectations and some of the FAQs that the regulators had put out about Cecil and just kind of how credit unions could think about it. Secondly, what we've tried to do is try to really focus in on the necessary components of what the credit union needs to provide in terms of information. And so a lot of it boils down to what the expectation is for the credit unions themselves. Are they comfortable with the current reserve they have today? And thinking about what do they think their loss expectations are for the future? Because again, ultimately, no matter what solution we're driving to or a credit union is utilizing, at the end of the day, we're trying to identify a reserve that's going to keep the board of directors happy and keep your regulator happy, right? And so there's going to be a meeting of the minds. And so unburdening ourselves from some of the expectations and how we get from A to B can be helpful. And so we think the tools provided by the NCUA, just get some ideas about the standard, talk to some professionals who can help you evaluate some of the tools that are out there, including the one that we offer that utilizes the weighted average remaining maturity methodology. And then just kind of think about how is this process similar to what I'm doing today? How is it different from what I'm doing today? And then how do I plug that hole? And again, we can assist with that. And finally, Sean, do you have any other advice for keeping the process as simple and straightforward as possible? The simplest way is to call QuickRate and we'll help you, uh, we'll solve Cecil for you. The biggest thing, again, is working with a provider you trust and feel confident. Feel confident in the process that you have. If you feel good about the way you've handled the ALLL today, then you're probably already on a pretty good path to tackling Cecil. And then I think finally, start early, right? So I think the best practice right now is to try to get something run on a parallel basis for next year. So meaning pick a solution. And with the idea of the first quarter of next year, you'd run your current ALLL process with your CISO process and see how the numbers compare. And that way, it'll give you, your board, time to share it with your regulators so that by the time we reach the first quarter of 2023, there's really no mystery, right? We've already tackled the process. We've addressed any issues that any third party might have, be it a regulator, an auditor, your board. And you can feel pretty good probably by mid-year next year that you're already on your way. You're just going to run out the time till the actual implementation. So I think that's really the biggest thing that we're certainly recommending to our credit unions is to make sure you give yourself some time to run that parallel process next year so you're not under the wire to get closer to implementation date. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. This podcast is sponsored by QuickRate. To learn more about how QuickRate can help you take the expense and complexity out of CECL compliance and to schedule a demo with a specialist, 
visit quickrate.com. That's Q-W-I-C-K-R-A-T-E dot com.